What's going on, everyone? This is Andrew from Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, and over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. Cody? Hey, hey, everybody. What is going on? Thank you guys so much for joining us. We got a good episode for you guys talking some Raiders and Lakers, so stay tuned and please enjoy. What's going on, everyone? We are back for another week of Drew Code. Super excited. Hey, two weeks in a row, Cody. Hey, let's keep this going. No. <laughs> just, make it a, super... Let's make it a regular thing. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I thought you were going to miss this week. And I was like, man, this is just... Truthfully, it's... it was no, close. It was yeah. Had you not texted me, I would have I forgotten all about it. Because normally my brain is wired for Tuesdays when we record. And, yeah. you know, obviously things happen. And so we usually have to audible or whatever. So I was like, oh, shoot, that's right. We plan to do it today. Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> so um, anyway, we thank you guys for joining us today. We have some uh, we have uh, some really good news in uh, in the NBA and we have some bad news in the NFL. Uh, and so that's what we're mainly going to be talking about today. So um but before we get into everything and all that, Cody, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. Just getting over a head cold. I was mentioning to you before we recorded, and uh, you were telling me that you were starting your uh, going back to work a little bit. So I know that you're getting back in the swing of that. So how's that going for you? Yeah, it's going well. Um, I'm just working two days out of the week. Uh, just a little extra money. Um, not going to go into it, but uh, just to get a little bit of extra money, you know, to have and uh, it's actually really, it's been really nice. It's kind of a nice break from being at home all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it is a little bit scarier cause you know, obviously you're going out in the world, but, uh, you know, obviously got to take the necessary precautions and, um, you know, I like to think I have, and my wife told me since I'm going back to work that I need to be tested on a regular basis. Nice. So that's what we're doing. We are going to be getting tested, uh, constantly. So, nice. uh, you know, it's it's not it's not as bad as it used to be so it's not that big of a deal it's just i have to actually take the time to set up an appointment yeah i actually <laughs> That's saw usually the hardest part i've me. seen a lot of those uh videos of like the covid testing where they're misleading one looks like it's not that big of a deal where they just swab your nostril there's another mm-hmm. one where it looks like they yank it they yam it right into your into your brain yeah just to get a sample so i'm always like yeah. i want to go get a test but i'm like I don't want to, I don't want them to scrape my, you know, my, my cerebrum, you know, like yeah. I'm not trying to get that kind of a test. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the one that I do is just the nostril. Um, I don't think they go, I don't think they do the one that goes all the way back anymore. Okay, uh, from what I know, I mean, the one that I've been tested, what, twice, three times now. Mm-hmm. And every time it's been the same. So I don't know. I, <laughs> I go to the same place. So I can, you know, I can always, you know, tell you if you're, if you're wanting to do that, I can give you the information I'll, later. I'll text you offline then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this is great for the podcast, by the way, yeah. <laughs> for a sports podcast. Anyway, guys, we are super excited to be here. Nonetheless. Uh, yeah. You know, we're, we're busy, but you know what? This is uh this is our fun hobby you know so i'm you know i i was thinking about this this is i know this is i'm still kind of being off track a little bit but i was thinking about this cody i've been talking with my wife and i'm like i kind of wish i didn't go back to work Uh and it's not something where we needed to but i had already told my boss i was like oh you know uh 
yeah, you know, if I can just work like a couple of days a week, that would be great. It's just for a little extra cash from here and there. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, you know what? If I were at home all the time, I could probably like volunteer for like Fresno State football, you know, oh. and I could go there. And so I was like, oh, man. But I was like, you know what? I would have to wait till next year. That's true. So maybe. maybe. So who knows? Hey, do you maybe think I can Paul get has some hookup? Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't. Uh, I was wow. just, well, I'll probably ask him how to do it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, Hey, you know, put in, you know, 12 words for me, you know, talk to you. Hey, 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 Paul, can I get a job at Fresno state? <laughs> Could you help me yeah. out? <laughs> yeah. He'll say no. Cause he technically doesn't work for Fresno state. Right, so, right. uh, but anyway, uh, it was, I was just thinking about that, and I thought you would appreciate that because I was like, man, I could get the inside scoop on everything. That's right. I was actually thinking you went back to work because you were tired of talking to little kids. I just thought you wanted human interac- uh, adult interaction <laughs> every day now rather than you know just two well little you know what that has been really nice and and we had uh, we had what we had Brad on uh, two bays and uh, that's basically I mean that's how we hang out all the time is we're just like talking just random stuff. Uh, obviously we have serious conversations. It's not that we're just joking around the whole time, but, uh, it is fun. It's, it is nice to kind of be out of the house and, and, you know, talk with someone who is my age. (laughs) But I also like, I miss it like crazy. Like every time I'm over at work, I'm, I'm missing, you know, my son and my daughter and Mm -hmm. like, Oh man, you know, I wonder how, you know, I wonder how my daughter's doing, uh, with her homework. I wonder if she can, you know, if she needs any help, like it just, it always runs in my head. And then I'm always like, well, I hope my son isn't super restless and just like constantly crying. I hope he's Mm -hmm. not throwing any fits and (laughs) I'm always worrying. And it's not like they're not with people who can't handle them. It's just, I, that, you know, that's just a parent, man. You know, that's, that's how you feel. So, you know, it's different. And when I'm home, I'm glad I'm home. But after a while, I'm like, I kind of wish I were back at work. And I'm just, I'm never satisfied, I guess. So there's no please. Yeah, I hear you, man. (laughs) All right, Cody, enough of that. Let's get into uh, some sports. So Cody, we had um, the Raiders uh, pretty much, they didn't show up uh, in Atlanta. Um, I'm pretty sure that we were supposed to have a game. I'm not sure if we did. Uh, yeah, I don't know if but, the got um, Yeah, I guess they, they were never there. Uh, of course, it came when we were talking about, you know, Derek Carr is playing like MVP caliber football. Right. Uh, you know, Josh Jacobs is running the football well. Our offensive line is doing well with all this, you know, mixing up uh, everywhere. Um, you know, our defense was uh, – okay you know making the stops when we need to Mm -hmm. and you know honestly early on the the Raiders defense was stopping uh the run and the pass which was Mm -hmm. really good I still a lot of people would think with the Falcons not having Julio Jones they weren't going to have a pass game well I don't know if you've ever heard of Calvin Ridley Uh, he sounds sounds like a bust already (laughs) (laughs) yeah he's been he's been phenomenal um you know russell gage is a a really good receiver for them Mm -hmm. um and and they didn't even have todd Gurley, but they're running ito smith is i i really like him i think uh he deserves a little bit um more of a shot for the falcons but that's another story for another day Mm -hmm. um but you know they they have a good team 
Um, it just, they got started really late. And once they fired Dan Quinn, all of a sudden you kind of see the Falcons play a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that happens, you know, when you, when the coach loses a locker room, you fire them and all of a sudden you see them, you know, for me, if, if you're a betting man, I would definitely watch the lines. I'm not saying bet on the lines cause I never will. Mm-hmm. But, um, if you are a betting man, I would definitely watch out for that Lions game because they just fired their head coach. They just fired their GM. Typically, teams do that uh, first to to fire the guy to get rid of him, but secondly, um, to kind of fire up the team. And usually, mm-hmm. it does. There are there are rare occasions where it doesn't, and it's just the team was bad. You you let go of the head coach because you're like, well, it's not working anyway. I'm just going to get rid of them. Uh, that happens sometimes, but most of the time, it does give them a boost. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a win, but whatever. So we've seen the Falcons on this uptick and, um, but it didn't help that our offense stalled right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Josh Jacobs could not run worth anything. And, you know, there was times where I was like, okay, you know, this has happened before where Jacobs looked to have a slow start. They threw out Booker and Booker really ran it well. And so then all of a sudden Jacobs started running well, Mm -hmm. Uh, but that wasn't the case. I mean, Booker was getting stuffed. Jacobs was getting stuffed. Uh, honestly, the the bright spot that I saw were Hunter Hen- Hunter Renfro and Hunter eh, man I cannot talk <laughs> Hunter Renfro and Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruggs had a really good catch. She almost got in the end zone. Uh, that should have been a momentum boost, and it just wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there were a lot of issues, honestly, with the Raiders right away that. Um, they they had to change their schedule of when they were going to travel to Atlanta. They traveled, I believe, that morning. So you could make the argument maybe it was maybe it was jet lag. I'm not usually the person that likes excuses, but you could make that case. Um, you know, our offensive line is still pretty beat up, um, but you know, for the most part, it, I, I was watching this and sorry, Cody, I, I'm taking a little long, but I, I'm going to send it to you here in just a second. Um, the Lake, the Lakers, I can't talk today, man. I don't know what's going on with me. <laughs> the Raiders, um, you know, they lost on every, every facet of the game. They lost at the quarterback position. They lost at the offensive line position. They lost at the running back. They lost at the receiver. They lost at defense, you mm-hmm. know, pass rush, linebackers, secondary. I mean, everything that we did, it just was not good. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, maybe maybe the punting game was really the best part of the whole game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, shout out to A.J. Cole. Um, I mean, he had a, I think he had one, uh, one punt where we kind of drove down, but, you know, it stalled. And so he punted it and got it inside the 10. So, I mean, that was like really the brightest part of the whole game for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we should have we should have won that game. That was a game that we should have won. We didn't show up. But when you see these types of games, when teams in the NFL lose games as badly as the Raiders did today, they always come back the next week and really just focus because they're pissed off that it was such a crappy game for them. Um, so, I mean, again, if you're a betting man, I would look at, I would definitely look at the Raiders, you know, think about, uh, you know, putting a lot of money on them, even though there's probably not a lot of much money, a lot of money to get. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it is something to think about if, uh, if you do do that. 
Um, but Cody, I want to get your thoughts on the Falcons game, kind of like what you saw. Um, are there any changes that maybe the Raiders need to make? Or was it just a really bad game and and they just need to focus? Yeah, the changes go goes as follows. Don't do that again. Um, you know, I think the Raiders fell in the trap of they were feeling themselves a little too much after, you know, us. I know for us, we really, you know, there's no such thing as a good loss. But, you know, we hung tough with the defending Super Bowl champions who literally just waxed uh, the Buccaneers no matter how close the score was. You know, no doubt that Kansas yeah. City had that game in the bag in the first quarter, by the way. And the Raiders hung tough with them on Sunday night football, nearly handing them their second loss of the season. And the first one was to us earlier in the season. I think the Raiders got caught up in their own um, in their own stuff, and they thought that they were invincible. And the Falcons brought them right back down to earth. One of the things that I mentioned is, um, you know, I – even though I was happy with our performance with Kansas city, my fear is that we would play down towards the competition. And I'm not saying that the Falcons are a terrible team since they're, since they're now defensive coordinator, interim head coach uh, Morris has taken over. They've actually there. I think it's three and two is the, is the record that they showed. Uh, And I think they um, lost their first five now. Oh, four (laughs) and two. And they lost their first, I think it was their first five games. And then they fired, uh, um, their head coach and now mm-hmm. they're like four mm-hmm. and seven or something like that mm-hmm. um, but a lot more competitive of course since the coaching change which is what you mentioned yeah. but even still though they haven't their personnel hasn't changed if anything they lost more on defense than anything and they also don't have arguably one of their number one receiving weapons um, and their number one running back they're basically just kind of you know they're bandaged and they're injured and they're just you know limping along and here yeah. are the Raiders, in theory, getting a healthier offensive line back, um, you know, uh, a little bit of motivation considering how tough we hung with, again, the Chiefs. And yet we played like garbage, you know, yeah. Carr, uncharacteristically, not only did he turn the ball over three times by a fumble, I believe he threw an interception, a blatant interception, which wasn't even close, yeah. missed his guy. Um, we the yeah, run he game, was getting blitzed and he he tried to make a play and, and threw it behind the receiver. Yeah, but for some reason, again though, our offensive line was letting us down, and they were oh, the heartbeat yeah. of last week's game. And I would argue that Kansas City's front line is better than the Falcons. So what yeah. all of a sudden was the difference? And not only that, but our offensive line not blocking Carr demonstrated. We had I think it was six sacks given up by. Um, five sacks, excuse me, given up um, by the offensive line and six quarterback hits. So anytime Carr dropped back, he was either on the turf or being knocked down as he was releasing the ball, which, you know, by the way, caused those fumbles. And even when we were getting the ball back and getting some momentum, there was a play that Josh Jacobs had where he broke away for like a nine yard or 12 yard um, rush and he fumbles the ball before he gets down. And which yeah. is actually the play that he injured his ankle on. And I don't think he really returned to the game and, we didn't even go to the run game because we were down already come halftime. Um, and because of the turnovers, our defense was left on the field. And what do I always tell you about our defense when they're on the field too much? That's when they give up the points. KC Sunday night last week, um, when they put together drives that were five, six, seven minutes, they scored because they milked the clock and they wore down the defense. Um, Atlanta going back on the field after the Raiders turned the ball over five times is basically what done us in. We had no offensive rhythm. Defense couldn't catch their breath. 
I believe the Falcons held on to the ball for 35 minutes to our 24. And we also allowed them 23 first downs, nine of which came on third down. And we could not convert on third down to say, to save our souls. We went three of 12, I believe on third downs. Um, and our run game was poor. It's not that our defense actually showed up, had our offense just even adjusted appropriately with whatever the pass protection would have been, or maybe utilizing the screen game a little bit more. Um, You know, it could have completely turned around because their yardage didn't come from throwing it in the air. Uh, Matt Ryan only had 185 passing yards, Mm -hmm. you know, granted Calvin Ridley was, you know, in the end zone, um, wide open again on a blown coverage, but defense at least showed up a little bit. They did not give up a ton of points, even though it, the score is misleading because again, five turnovers and the Falcons, I believe converted points on all five turnovers. Yeah. But again, my point being is the Raiders played to the played down to the competition. They were mm-hmm. feeling themselves a little too much. They should have just been even keel and just take care of business and I don't expect the Falcons to roll over, but I did not expect them to make it easy either. Yeah. You know, and I think the Raiders were thinking that they were going to come in. Um, they were going to blow through this and they didn't have to worry about it. I think they had their eyes on, you know, the playoffs and they need to take mm-hmm. care of a, each game mm-hmm. each week. It comes up. We have the jets coming up now this Sunday. You know, I, I expect them to make the adjustments that are appropriate and I expect them to get back on track because playoffs are on the line on this one. I think we only have like what, four weeks left before the playoffs. Is that right? Five weeks left or something like that. Yeah. Uh, four weeks. Cause we're in week 13. Mm-hmm. So each win is critical. And with AFC teams that are in the hunt, and if we don't win some of these games and control the tiebreaker or have a better win loss record, we're not going to get in the playoffs and all this is going to be for nothing. And yeah. I think the Raiders are very talented to get in there. And some good news is we're getting some, I think we're getting Trent Brown back this Sunday, which is good. I don't know. I, I never hold my breath on that one. <laughs> I just want to know what his condition is like. He's been out for three weeks now, I, and he's only played one or two games this whole season. I want to know where he's at condition-wise, and is it even going to help our offensive line? Because yeah. they can block, just don't know what happened on Sunday. Don't know if they mm-hmm. just missed the flight or whatever, but the Raiders got a real kick in the teeth, and I really hope it wakes them up for the rest of the season because we cannot afford to go 500 the rest of the way. We need to go yeah. – three and one or even four and oh if we can if we can run the table so that's my two cents on the Raiders and I just I hope that this is a huge wake-up call to the coaching staff to Derek Carr I hope Derek Carr continues to go on a on a hot streak and I hope that he plays up to what we've been anticipating him being a dark horse in the MVP race because he played he played so bad Peterman filled in and I was you know how I feel about him and (laughs) I I didn't I was upset that he was even on the field not that yeah. and not that leaving car on there would have made a difference in terms of like it being <laughs> yeah, 43 to 6 but mm-hmm. i mean someone like peterman replacing car and it's like you, the Ra- raiders what are we doing here what what are you what is wrong with you guys so yeah. you know we're on to sunday yeah i mean you look at the box score i mean if you look at everything uh all the numbers uh falcons barely had more you know, total plays. It wasn't, it wasn't a ton more total plays. I mean, it's what, what are we at? 10, 14 more plays. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's like a drive more. Okay. Total yards. I mean, we're barely 61 yards behind them. The two big 
things that I noticed. You could look down at the third down efficiency. Yes. You could look at, um, you know, the passing yards and the rushing yards, you know, actually we had more passing yards, but the rushing was all them. Um, and like, as you said, time of possession and first downs and all that, but the two big categories that I noticed were penalties, 11 yeah. penalties for 141 yards. Yeah. Sure. Now I will say there were some really bad calls against the Raiders. And I think there were a couple of really bad calls against the Falcons. So I don't think it was the best officiated game but i it it still does hurt your team when you put yourself in a position where you could be called for a penalty okay um and we can all get mad about well you know that was so stupid about on more uh mohurst where he hit his hit matt ryan's uh helmet you know and they call a flight but so that's so lame like you know what are what are we you know playing you know peewee football blah, blah, blah. you know I, I see all this but listen that's the rules whether you like it or not that's the rules they know it we know it Mm -hmm. we don't have to like it but you know what that's the rule and that he should have been flagged for it and he did Mm -hmm. and was it a stupid play absolutely was it killed us it hurt us in that moment now obviously that wasn't the only one but you know there were those types of penalties it was some stupid penalties there was one on isaiah johnson that shouldn't have been called it was called pass interference. They're both, you know, tugging at each other's arms. Mm-hmm. And he goes and he turns back to swat at the ball. And obviously it was missed and they throw a flag on us. Mm-hmm. That was, stupid. that shouldn't have been called because they both could have been at fault. And honestly, the receiver was the one who was making con initiating the contact in the first place. So, I mean, those were some calls, but nonetheless, we had 11 penalties. They had six for 49 yards. We almost had a hundred more yards in penalties than they did. That's mm-hmm. that is not how you win. And then the other thing was yes, the five turnovers. Carr had one fumble that was his fault. The very first fumble that he had that was absolutely his fault. Um, the interception, I wasn't. I mean, it pissed me off because it went for a touchdown, but it was kind of one of those things. He's getting blitzed and. At the time when he goes back to throw, I I see what he's seeing of, I can make this throw before he hits me, but I don't think he realized how fast the defender was hitting him or getting him, Mm -hmm. and it made his throw terrible, and it was a pick six. I mean, you just can't do that. Um, But, you know, at that time, he's trying to get some momentum. I I get it, but, yeah, those two turnovers were on him. Uh, The other two fumbles that were on him or uh, that he had – um, it was just kind of a great plays by Atlanta. I mean, I know people, no matter what I say, if you're, if you're a Derek Carr supporter, then you agree with me. If you're a Derek Carr hater, you are completely disagreeing with me and saying everything was Carr's fault. He shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you think otherwise, but all I know is uh, playing football um and watching football as long as i have um i i understand what he sees and those the last two fumbles that he had uh the first one was a great play by the defender and the second one he just got the the defender bull rushed his own offensive lineman into him as he's trying to step up into the pocket and make a throw yeah it's it's just one of those things it was a fluke it was a fluke game I don't think that's how the Raiders are going to play constantly, but 
Um, you know, it, it was like like I started off saying it was it was bad on all fronts. I mean, the defense was bad. Um, you know, and it hurt us even more when Trayvon Mullen got injured uh, early. And let's be honest, Calvin Ridley he didn't really tear us up like he should have. And I think that's credit to Mullen. I, I you know, as an individual um, performer, I think Mullen did his job. But, uh, you know, our safeties really didn't show up. Um, Arnett had a rough game. Uh, you know, Isaiah Johnson had a rough game. Nevin Lawson had a – I mean, it was just rough all around. And then the linebackers weren't great either because that run game was – I mean, it seemed like every time they ran the ball, they were getting four or five, maybe even six yards every time. Um and then, you know, our defensive line, we actually put pressure early on Ryan, but as the game kept going, we kind of just stopped, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that was lack of motivation. Um, as you said, the offensive line was terrible. It was terrible. And I, again, if you're a Derek Carr hater, you're going to blame Derek Carr, but a lot of it was on the offensive line. That offensive line it gave him no time. We had to make these quick passes and we needed some big plays here and there to kind of get some momentum and it just never happened. And unfortunately, yes, but you know, that's the game that you have to play. And uh, we, we didn't play it. And, you know, Nelson Aguilar, I thought he had a, he had a decent game. Uh, he had a couple of drops, nothing to scream about. Darren Waller really, he didn't do much. He had a, he had a couple, he was pissing me off in that game. Yeah. He had a couple, he had like two or three drops where I was just like, dude, what is going on? It was just, it was just like the football gods came down and said, all right, Raiders, you know, you're a little too high on yourself about the chief loss. You know, you, you basically had it, you know, everyone's high on you. It was, it was a classic trap game. We Mm should have seen it. We didn't say anything. We were like, Oh yeah, the Raiders are good. You know? And I still think they're a good team. I mean, I was listening to, uh, as I listen to every, every week, I listened to Colin Cowherd and he was even saying, he was like, listen, the Raiders, they had a fluke game. He goes, but if you take out, and I thought this was a great point. If you take out that Falcon game and you take out that chiefs game that they won, Mm -hmm. look at the rest of the season. They're a good football team. Yeah. They're a good football team. They're in every game. Mm -hmm. So we can, we can look at it and go, Oh man, now we're going to, but listen, sometimes you have a bad game and sometimes you have a great game. Sometimes you're just, you can't miss. Mm Mm-hmm. But the you have to look at the body, and if you look at the Raiders' body, it's still really good, still really good football team. So I'm yeah. I'm not too worried. But this Jets game is could be another trap game, and I think if they're smart, they're going to come out with awesome. They're going to get some trick plays. They're going to get rugs the ball as much as they can. They're going to get Renfro, you know, a couple of big plays. Waller is going to be a big offensive player. They're going to get Jacobs at least twenty attempts rushing in that game. So I think it's going to be a big game, but you never know. But I hope they do. I hope they do that. And uh, I think they can do that against the Jets team. Yeah, I agree. Well, um, we kind of were talking about a little bit. The the Jets are coming up. Um, so Cody, you know, like I said, it, it could be potentially a trap game. Um, what do you need to see the Raiders do in this game to, um, I guess – have your worries float away. <laughs> well, I, so I just want to see Derek Carr, make sure he protects the ball. I know that 
I know that a couple of the turnovers that he had weren't necessarily his fault, or at least if they were caused by some fault, it was obviously the offensive line breaking down. So I'd love to see how the offensive line is going to look um, against the Jets. I know that they don't have the greatest of defense, but you never want to give a, a team that's 0-11 um, any sort of um, – you know, motivation to want to, to want to give you a loss and be their first win. So I, I want to see what the offensive line does to protect Carr. I want to see John Gruden, that offense come out and, you know, demonstrate that that was just a fluke. I want to see them run the ball very well. I also want to see our offense pressure, um, Sam Darnold and the jets. I want to see pressure get to the quarterback. I want to know that we have a pass rush that, you know, can get there and not, you know, just, you know, tap them. And then that's it, you know, um, I don't want to see Sam Darnold, who's a regressing quarterback, to beat us. I would, I would be, I would be so upset. I would be calling for Paul Gunther's head that night. Like you cannot let <laughs> yeah. a regressing quarterback beat you like yeah. that. Your defense should be better coached than that. So I, I, I'd like to see the defense um, tighten up. I want to see them play focused. And uh, you know, this is a game by all tense purposes we should win. And I want to see that demonstrated. And I don't, I still want us to respect the opponent to know that it's not yeah. a foregone conclusion, but you know, you play hard, you're not going to make silly mistakes and you're going to play disciplined football. That's what I want to see. So. Yeah. We better see some really good, good football. Uh, like I said, I think if you're a fantasy football, uh, you know, player or you, um, uh, you bet football, um, or, you know, whatever it is, I think Darren Waller is a, is a good look and not just cause it's against the jets. I think because uh, it was such a bad game, I think you're going to see the top offensive players for the Raiders. Just they're going to be fed a lot. I mean, Jacobs and Waller, I think are going to be the two guys. And even if you have Derek Carr, I, I think that would be a smart move because Derek Carr does not like what happened. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like it i mean he's pissed and now he just had a kid um you know if you have a if you're kind of in between two guys i mean Derek carr that might be a little rough just because he had a kid but he you know i think what he's got three already now he's got four Mm -hmm. so uh he might be still focused i don't know that might not mess with him as much but it's his first girl so you never know right uh but uh, no, no no but in all seriousness i think i think um you know, if I were a fantasy guy, I would definitely put, um, you know, probably Jacobs number one, Waller number two, and then and Carr number three. If you know, if you're looking to do like a FanDuel setup lineup or something, I think those guys would be uh, kind of a safe bet to mm-hmm. uh, to pick. So, anyway, um, all right, guys. So we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we're gonna talk a little uh, NBA news. All right, guys. Uh, so we are back. We are going to be talking about uh, Los Angeles Lakers basketball. Now, we kind of talked about their previous signings where they had, you know, Marcus Saul, uh, Dennis Schroeder, uh, March- Montrez Harrell. I just cannot talk today. <laughs> He's bugging me right now. Uh, I mean, three really good basketball players. I mean, Gasol is a veteran. He's a guy that uh, you can rely on. He can shoot. He's a great defender and he's a really good passer mm-hmm. uh, all things that we didn't have in travail mcgee and dwight howard except for defense right uh, both guys were pretty good for us uh defensively so um but i think it's going to add extra to our game dennis Schroeder is like a younger 
Rajon Rondo, in my opinion. Um, you know, maybe maybe a better shooting uh, Avery Bradley. Uh, I think that might be a little bit better of a comp, but uh, I love Schroeder. And then you have Montrez Harrell, <laughs> where he is just such a, uh, um, you know, an energy guy, um, and he can play pretty much uh, the five, the four, sometimes the three if you need him he's not a great shooter but he is a guy who uh will give it his all when he is when he is like dedicated to the game harold is very is a very good defender and also a very good offensive player he he does have a good mind for for the nba and i think he was one of those guys with the los angeles clippers that had an issue uh, with the Paul George and Kawhi Leonard dynamic. As we mm-hmm. saw, there was a story actually that came out today as we're recording this on Thursday of um, there were a lot of guys who were really upset with that dynamic of, yeah. oh, they can do whatever they want. Everyone else has got to, you know, put in the work. And it's like, wait, what the heck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, it, um, it showed in the bubble, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, Lou Williams was like, screw it, man. I'm going to a strip club and getting me some wings. Uh <laughs> Which actually, side note, uh, he got lemon pepper wings, and I had never had those. So I was like, I want to see what, like, because at once that story came out, everyone was like, I love lemon pepper wings. Lemon pepper wings are so good. Yeah, I would do it for that. And I was like, okay, I need to try these lemon pepper. Lemon pepper is amazing, man. Right. I love lemon pepper wings. So we, we've we gotten wings a couple of times here at the uh, Wright household, and uh, lemon pepper has been my selection the last couple of times. So That's a, that's a go-to uh, for us yeah, as well. It's almost a must now. Yeah, it's good, man. Anyway, um, <laughs> Anyway, but the Lakers, that wasn't even their big signings. I mean, those were really good signings, but we just signed a two-year extension to Legoat, LeBron James. And then we also signed a four-year extension to A.D. Anthony Davis. Man, oh, man, they got some big deals, and they signed on the same day. If that is not a F you to the Clippers, I don't know what it was because (laughs) – as soon as the story comes out of the Clippers and, you know, the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you know, not a lot of people, not a lot of them liked uh, the dynamic of them and uh, also didn't like that they could do whatever they want. They could sit when they wanted. And so then the Lakers come out and they go, let's sign LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same freaking day. That sounds great. And so they're like, yeah. F.U. Los Angeles Clippers. <laughs> Clippers. That's exactly always, what they signed the contract as. Clippers will always be the little brothers of the L, of the L.A. area because <laughs> the Lakers not only are the champions, but they signed obviously their two big stars that won them the championship on the same day. Yeah. By the way, a little correction: uh, AD's a five-year deal for is it I a five-year? Five-year for 190 million. So he's locked in for five years. LeBron's is a two-year. And actually what's kind of, uh, what's kind of interesting is his, um, deal, I think expires in after the 2023 season when, when his son Bronny is 18 and can get drafted in the NBA. So mm-hmm. it'll probably be like a Ken Griffey jr. And senior kind of deal where they're both playing on the same team. I'm curious to see if that will actually happen, but that would be cool. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. with the Lakers signing these two, um, obviously they're two superstars. I mean, it just solidifies what our goals are for the next few years. LeBron doesn't show any signs of slowing down. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk of AD is actually going to push for being 
MVP caliber, which sounds like he's going to take a lot of the scoring pressure off of James. And with Schroeder and Montrez Harold being um, signed, obviously that means that LeBron James doesn't have to win the games if AD is slowing down. There's other options, and they're a lot younger. Um, another signing which I which I like is the uh, West Matthew, who's basically a as a younger like, upgrade right. to um, Danny Green, who won them the championship. Yeah. And not only that, he just came from a Milwaukee's Buck organization that was on the doorstep. So you know he's hungry and he's going to fit yeah. right in with Lakers culture. So mm-hmm. I'm very excited for this upcoming season. I know that I think in a week or two is or a couple of weeks is going to be preseason. And then the start of the season is obviously on the 22nd, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's a home opener against the Clippers when we raise the banner over those fools. So it'll <laughs> yeah. be a good day. Another F you to the Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't think it's a coincidence. I really don't. I really truly believe the Lakers are like, oh man, this is fantastic. Let's sign them both. Like they yeah. probably called Rich Fall and said, Hey, we want to sign AD to an extension. We want LeBron to sign to an extension. Can we do it on the same day? Mm-hmm. And they're probably like, Why? Well, well, the Clippers, you know, the whole thing. And they're like, Okay. Well, Rich <laughs> All right. probably on the phone with both with obviously with the Lakers because Rich Paul uh, manages KCP, uh, AD, and LeBron. So he's he's yeah. doing a two for one special. You know, he he just basically signed two hundred plus million dollar contracts for his two guys. That guy is <laughs> right now making a money angel right now on his bed. So <laughs> good for Rich Paul, by the way, man. It's right. Just, that's good. I mean, you could say. Here's the thing, I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care what you say about. Oh, it's probably it was LeBron. LeBron is the one who got him the deal. You know, it's not even Rich Paul. He's not doing anything. Whatever. Rich mm-hmm. Paul's getting paid for it. He's doing something. It like LeBron literally can't do everything mm-hmm. for like that company because he kind of has to focus. Oh, I don't know on the freaking NBA season. Right. He's got to do it. So you got to give credit where it's due. Rich Paul. Good for you, man. I don't care if you knew LeBron James. Sometimes in this world, you have to have, um, you have to have the hookups. Mm-hmm. And if you have the hookups and you have the right, you know the right people, it gets your foot in the door. And Rich Paul did that. And I don't hate a guy for doing that. It's not um, only that; it's a it's an attestment to how hard he works. I mean, it's one thing to know some people with connections, and then you blow yeah. your shot, or you're terrible at it. But yeah, you know, there's a reason why big name players like Ben Simmons, uh, Draymond Green, I think they're now exploring. I think OBJ, if I'm not mistaken, is one of his clients as well. If I I thought I, I can't remember, I thought there was an NFL star that Rich Paul also represents. But it's no co- right. it's no coincidence that these big name stars are are wanting to be represented by a rich Paul um, sports management, just because like, if he was really that bad, would these players trust him with endorsements, their money, their future? I mean, these guys are also, let's not forget you guys, all these athletes are college educated. They're not just some people that they drafted off the street. They're like 99% of them are college educated because that's where they got drafted. And they're not, I mean, yeah, they need help financially, but obviously this, guy has made a reputation to not only get them deals but money on top of those deals that is um you know longevity wise that is just you know making his name all that more attractable and basically what's making this all work out and it's great that lebron took a chance on him i don't know if you want to say that but you know he's 
he's proving that he was the right bet and look what he's doing. Look what he, look where he's taking LeBron's career, AD's career. And yeah, sure. LeBron opened the door for him, but he's making the most of it and look at what it's flourishing into. This is like the new age of how it's going to be. And instead of fighting it, just go with it. I mean, this is where it's going. Don't stop being a hater. He's doing, look at him for motivation. If he can do it right, you can do it as well. As long as you put in the work, like what he did. So well, look at KCP as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a guy who a lot of people were like, oh, he's just signed because he's, he's a Rich Paul's, you know, Rich Paul is his agent. And that's that's why he went there. Um, and that's that very well could be. But he came up huge in the finals. KCP was our third shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one thought that. No one was thinking, oh, KCP is going to be the guy in the NBA finals that Anthony Davis and LeBron James can trust when they are double teamed. He was, you know, he was not only the third shooter, but he was the he was probably arguably one of the most important defensive pieces to our championship. Yeah. Like, yeah, we needed someone to slow down AD. We needed somebody to slow down Jamal Murray. We needed someone to slow down, um, you know, Tyler Hero. Who did we ask? KCP. Can you step KCP. up? Can you can you make some contest? Can you contest? Can you make things? Um, you know, can you can you hold down the fort defensively? And he showed up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you know, kudos to the Lakers. And this is also an FU to every other NBA fan base, them signing Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Everyone thought LeBron James going to the Lakers because he wants to make movies. He wants to make TV. And he did. And guess what? Even though he did that, he still was winning championships. Mm-hmm. Still winning. That is such an FU to the NBA fan base, all the other NBA fan bases. Because everyone thought, oh, oh, LeBron, he's he's done. He's just he's just doing it because he wants to have a career afterwards. Yeah, but he can still play. Mm-hmm. I mean, did we forget what he did in Cleveland? He took no names, and Tristan Thompson, for God's sakes, got a huge contract in Cleveland because of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. When LeBron James left, what has Tristan Thompson done? Uh, only been on a crappy Cleveland Cavaliers team, and really didn't do much to help them win any games, but he got a whole lot uh, of money though. Awesome. Yeah. But yeah, he got yeah. a whole lot of money, <laughs> got a whole lot of money. And now he's got Chloe Kardashian in his pocket. Um, and, but he's, yeah, I think he's uh, in Boston now. Um, but you know what, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. everyone thought oh, LeBron's done and then they got AD. Okay. Well, you know, he's going to try and make it, you know, but if at the, you know, if AD gets injured, they're done. And it was just like, it didn't matter if AD was on the court. LeBron was proving a point this year. Mm-hmm. And I think them getting Gasol, Schroeder, and, you know, Matthews, um, Harold, Harold, um, you get all those guys. Now you're adding to this offense and defense. And you're saying, yeah, uh, just one championship, not good enough. And right. it's just, I mean, you could, you can, maybe you can make the argument of, hey, that's, you know, that's the Kobe Bryant effect. You know, ever since Kobe Bryant has, you know, had passed, um, you know, LeBron got into a different mode. That's fine. You can make that argument, but I don't care what it is. LeBron is showing you he's still the best in the league. And now he has Anthony Davis, who a lot of people are thinking he, if he continues the the way he played this year and he can stay healthy like he did this year, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis could be in that top five talk, you know, um, and we'll have I'll to even, see, obviously, with Kevin Durant, you know, and and Kyrie Irving. That's that could be 
something to watch, but Mm -hmm. also maybe it could be a complete flop. We have no idea because honestly, ever since Kyrie left LeBron, Mm -hmm. it hasn't gone well for Kyrie. He hasn't done anything. I think he's top five Uh, talent, but I would, I would even make the argument that 80 is already in top five, whether or not Kevin Durant comes back healthy or not. So in my opinion, because no, that's fine. Name me a better, name me a better player than AD that is his height and does what he does. I know Kevin Durant's on that list because he yeah. obviously is Kevin Durant. And then there's LeBron. Well, okay, so there's four. So you, I, I would say I would take AD over Giannis because AD's a better I would too. Yeah. He's and, he, and he's, and I wouldn't say stronger, but he's a better ball handler. And I just think he's, he's a lot smoother on the court than the Greek freak, which don't get me wrong, Giannis is a freak. But still <laughs> though, like I, AD's still in my top five regardless. You know, like even add Kevin Durant in that list if you want. AD is already there. I would not take Kyrie Irving. I wouldn't take James Harden. I like no. AD. I like AD and how LeBron is. They're both in the top five, and then everybody else is just is basically <laughs> gonna find out who wins second place. So I, I'm with you. I, I'm I just for argument's sake, I'm just not going into it, but I, I agree with you. There there's Anthony Davis got so swept under the rug because he was in new orleans but if you actually watch the pelicans games he was holding that team up and then everyone wants to go well look what they did when he left yeah they got a crap ton of (laughs) a crap (laughs) ton of uh draft picks and all these young guys and you know it was like kind of like well what the heck let's just throw whatever we got out there and they have some really good young talent let's see what they can do without drew holiday now yeah. Um. And uh. You know Zion Williamson. He wasn't healthy all year. Brandon Ingram had an outstanding uh year this past year. Ingram was good with the Lakers, mm-hmm. but he was never a focal point. And when LeBron came in, he couldn't be a focal point. So it was just kind of, it wasn't the right fit. It wasn't like we didn't know that Ingram wasn't good. We mm-hmm. knew he was good, but it was is he as good as LeBron? Is he going to do what LeBron can do for us? And we have Anthony Davis. And that answer was no. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. LeBron is better. And he's still going to be. I don't think Ingram, even if he's at the top of his game, I still don't think he reaches what LeBron can do. And Anthony Davis, he's way better. So who would you rather have? Mm-hmm. You'd rather have Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Well, not only that, but for example, using Brandon Ingram for that trade for AD, it doesn't get done if it's Kyle Kuzma because Brandon yeah. Ingram, in my opinion, is a lot more talented offensively, maybe not as well on the defensive side, but he's definitely your number one option. If you have a, if you need a scorer, Brandon Ingram's that guy. Kyle Kuzma is a very good player all around, but yeah. the good thing with Kyle Kuzma is because you can interchange him as either a potential starter if you need to, or coming off the bench, depending on what you call upon him, he doesn't have yeah. to score. He could just be a defensive guy and just create disruption. Granted, he's got to improve yeah. on that this year, but that's where the value in Ingram is for a team that is looking to rebuild. You want somebody that's going to score the ball, not necessarily, yeah. you know, somebody of, of Kuzma's stature, but being able to keep Kuzma is nice because again, he's versatile. And as he gets better, he's just going to, uh, he's just going to find a way to, you know, tailor his game around what LeBron needs. And before we know it, Kuzma is going to be a spot up shooter for us. That could, that's what is he? Six, eight, six, seven. So yeah. he's going to be a problem when he continues to develop his shot, as long as he stays confident. Cause I know in the playoffs, he got a little shaky, but as he gets better, he's just going to be that much better of a player because he's going to fit with what we need. So, yeah. Um, 
you know, scheme wise, scheme fit wise, Kuzma was a better was a better decision to keep. Mm-hmm. You know, Ingram wouldn't have been able to do what Kuzma did this year for us. And I'm not saying Kuzma had a fantastic year, but for what we needed Kuzma to do, he was a better fit. Ingram, you saw, obviously he needs the ball to do what he can do, what Ingram is is built to do. He's a scorer. That's what he was at Duke. When he came to the Lakers, that's what he needed. He needed the ball in his hands, and there was too, there there was too much going on with the Lakers to where it was just just give Ingram the ball, just give Ingram. We couldn't do that, and so we gave him to a team that essentially needed that, and he thrived. Great, mm-hmm. good for you. Go do that. You know, I I wish him the best. It's not like again, like I said. It's not that the Lakers didn't know what we had in Ingram. We did, and that's why we got rid of him, because we know what we had in Kuzma, and Kuzma was a better fit for what we were trying to do. And it landed us AD. I mean, we're going to make that trade yeah. times to get <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no offense to Brandon Ingram, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for you for, you know, winning uh, most improved player or, or, you know, whatever. I don't even know what he won, but, you know, we got an NBA championship, so <laughs> it I don't care what award you have. Sorry, we we're just going to polish our trophy over here. Don't mind us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good for you. Outstanding trophy. Good job. <laughs> yeah, we'll be over here with, you know, winning. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, Cody, I don't know if you had anything else. Did you have anything else that you wanted to touch on before we go here? No, um, it's exciting time. I know that Christmas is obviously around the corner, of course, and we're in that uh, time of the year. However, that means sports are kicking up. So NFL playoffs are right around the corner. NBA season's about to kick off. And uh, I know that you didn't get a chance to touch base about this. We'll probably get to it next week. But I know I think baseball, uh, there's a lot of news circling around that about stuff coming up, right? Yeah, there's um, Giants are kind of making it known to basically the MLB that uh, they're trying to go after a lot of names. Uh, one in particular, they're going after John Lester. Uh, what was it? Six years ago, we went after John Lester um, and he signed. He ended up signing with the Cubs. We almost had him. Um, and now I kind of <laughs> I kind of think about this and I'm like, well, John Lester, he's not what he was six years ago, but he also is going to be a lot cheaper than what he was six years ago. So mm-hmm. uh, he would fit a need. He would be in a ballpark that would really fit him well. Um, so that would, uh, I think that would be a good signing. They have also thrown their name in the hat uh, for Trevor Bauer. Um, Marcel Ozuna uh, and Trevor Bauer just won the the Cy Young this year. So, uh, you know, that's, that's something that I'm really hoping the, uh, the giants will go after, but we'll see, you know, uh, they're with, with the money situation, I'm not sure they're going to go after these, these big pricey guys, but like they want, like they're talking about Marcelo Zuna to be perfectly honest. I don't see them going after him. A lot of people are saying maybe we'll trade for Chris Bryant. I would love that. I like Chris Bryant. Um, I don't think uh, Chris Bryant is what he was when he first came in, but I think he's still a scary at bat. He's a guy who can hit for average. He's a he's a good third baseman. I like him better than Evan Longoria, mm-hmm. but uh, that's another thing for another day. Um, they've talked about trying to get, um, you know, I've heard Kyle Schwarber because he was just let go by Cubs. God, I hope we don't because he's a left-handed bat. I know the Giants want more left-handed batters, but 
with that wall in right field for left-handers, it's, it's tough. And Kyle Schwarber is not a guy who hits for average. He's a guy who hits for power. And that's about it. So if we went after Kyle Schwarber, that would be a tough one. Now, if we had a uh, universal DH, uh, then I'm more willing to hear you out. Um, but honestly, I, I've seen all these big names, and it'll probably end up we'll, getting, we'll get Albert Almora, who also came from the Cubs. And, because this always happens. I'm always like, oh, man, I really hope we go after this guy, you know. I remember, oh, with Bryce Harper, you know, I was like, man, I hope we go after Bryce Harper. Man, that would be so cool. Bryce Harper, he would be, he would probably be a huge, uh, you know, he would have posters all over San Francisco, you know, and he would just be rolling in the dough and in all these, uh, you know, commercials and whatnot. And uh, we ended up signing, I, I think it was like Kevin Pillar. And like Kevin Pillar had a really good year. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, dump on Kevin Pillar. He was good, but but did he uh, sign a three hundred million dollar contract? He just, yeah, he just wasn't Bryce Harper. I mean, <laughs> he had some really good uh, at bats for us, but it was kind of a bad year. So I always felt bad for Pillar because he was like the only bright side in that team, and it was like, man, uh, I, I mean, it wouldn't have been any different if we had Bryce Harper. But it was just, it's just funny that we always, I always look at this. I always, oh man, I want this big name, big name. We go after these small name guys like Albert Amor instead of like, you know, uh, Marcelo Zuna or something. So shoot, we sound like the New York Knicks of MLB. We're going after these big <laughs> names, and we get like we go for the A list, and we get like the B minus to C guys. You know, I wouldn't say that because I would say. Right now, it'd probably be the A's. They just signed Matt Olson to a one-year one-year deal for five million, and I was like, "Man, they got him cheap." Because right. Matt Olson, he should not be only getting five mil. He should be. He is at least a thirteen million guy. Like in my, oh, I should say, in my opinion, he's not an average guy, but uh, he's a power guy, and he's worth the, he, he's worth the investment. He, he he's can, so he does good. a little bit more than what you expect, right? And he's a Gold Glove. Mm-hmm. That, that's the other thing a lot of people forget about he's he's a gold glove at first base so he shouldn't get five million he should get like 50 million on a three-year deal like that's what it should be sounds but like he gave the a's a hometown discount so. that's what i think and that's why i'm like man the a's they must be so good at this because they're just like uh let's offer him five million he was like oh yeah and they're like billy bean oh. showing him the chart see right here i need like, to get down at this number right here in order to make the math work <laughs> <laughs> I think I think they were like, oh, we'll just start with five million. We'll see where he ends up. And so they're like, oh, one year, five mil. He, yeah, we'll do that. And he signs it. And they're like, oh my god, I can't believe that worked. <laughs> anyway, good for the A's, by the way. But right. uh, yeah, so I mean, the, the Giants are throwing their names in a lot of hats. It it might just be trying to drive the price up. Um, that's always a tactic for GMs. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but hopefully if the giants do make kind of a big signing, I will write on my blog, uh, on the website and, and, uh, you know, the one giant step, uh, blog that we have on our website. So, uh, if you haven't read that already, go check it out. Uh, you know, it was about the season, so it's not going to be super relevant, but Hey, maybe you'll see, uh, maybe you'll see some things that I, uh, spoke into existence. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We always appreciate it. Go check out our uh, social media. Uh, you know, that is Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and also YouTube. Uh, we are uh, at Drew Code Sports Talk. 
and uh you know go check us out you know like us subscribe uh you know comment on any anything that we post we want to hear from you guys of course uh Cody does a really good job on the Instagram, uh, you know, posting like questions that you guys can, you know, like a poll question. So uh, go check them out. Um, you know, I try and do as much on Twitter as I can, but you know, during the day, I don't really, I don't really have uh, time to do that. So I'm sorry, I've, I've been lagging. But anyway, uh, but go check us out anyway. We do still post. It's not like we're not doing anything. Just, um, just but remember everybody, we've got jobs too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, also uh, go check out um, our, or go uh, subscribe, like and uh, review, rate and review on our podcast. Any of the major podcasts being Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, um, uh, Spotify, Spotify. sorry, I totally blanked. iHeart, iHeart. So go check all those out. Rate and review. Anything and everything does help. So I, I, everything will be appreciated. We we uh, we want to hear from you guys, and we want to get better. So that's why we want to we want to hear if it's good or bad. Um, also, go check out uh, fnxfitness.com. I do know that uh, again things are being shut down again, and it kind of pisses me off because I just bought my protein and all that. But anyway, um, uh, go check out all their stuff. They've having some really good sales lately. I've been getting a lot of messages uh, from FNX Fitness, so go check them out because they do sell out a lot of their stuff quickly. So go check out uh, you know the supplements, the the shirts. They have uh, the uh, I don't know what they're called, but the it's not a face mask. It's one of those things that go around your neck. I always forget what they're called. Yeah. I'm not sure what it's called either. I think on their website, it's called like a gator or something like that or a gator. Yeah. 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 Like a gator. I think you're right. Yeah. So go check them out. They've got really cool stuff. Um, and uh, Cody will actually explain to you how you can get 15% off your whole purchase. That's right, guys. Go to our website at DrewCodeSportsTalk.com. We have a link called Partners that you click on. And right there, it'll actually be like a nice banner that says uh, FNX Fit. You click on the uh, special link there for you. And you also use Drew Code 15 to get 15% off your purchase when you guys are checking out. So definitely get that while you guys are shopping and trying to get your quarantine weight off because that's what I'm currently doing. So I've got the workout shirt on now. You can get bottles there, supplements, all that good stuff. So swoop up on all that. And while you're on our website, you guys can actually listen to full podcast episodes of not only Drew Code, but of Two Bays in a Pod, which we actually have a Christmas one coming up later on this month. So stay tuned for that. Um, yes. While you're on the website, you guys can also click on live links to the social media. So if you guys want to find us, as Drew said, on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, all the links are there to click on to where you can like or follow us at any point in time. Um, again, you guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Please let us know what uh, you guys want us to talk about, whether it be a topic or if you have a question for us, if you guys want to debate us about your favorite teams, we'd love to have fun with you guys. So let us know. Again, visit us at DrewCodeSportsLike.com for all of that. With that being said, we'll see you guys next week. See you.